What's up, y'all? Thank you so much for tuning in to the Mastering Single and Relationships podcast. I am your host, JLP, and y'all, I'm so excited for tonight's episode. My goodness. So on tonight's episode, we will be talking about the truth about counterfeits. I'm going to repeat this again. The truth about counterfeits, y'all. So we are transitioning into a new month. And for some of us, we are transitioning into a new season. And with a new month and with a new season and even with a new year, because 2023 is still fresh, right? You know, there's so many things that are happening. And one of those things that are happening is, again, you're meeting new people. Um, you're in different groups, group settings. You're in different environments. And at times, because you're making so much new interactions, there's a lot of, again, I can say mixed, mixed emotions. You have the emotion of, again, you're feeling excited about this newness of the season. You're feeling um, excited about just new people that you're meeting or new places that you're going, new opportunities that um, are coming to you and so forth. And, you know, especially if you're somebody who has been waiting for the Lord for a very long time for an opportunity or have just been praying for God to bring you the right people, right? People of a like mind in order to do life with. When you began to see certain people show up in your proximity, when you began to see certain people show up in this season of life, you sometimes, you know, you, you rejoice about it. But then because it, it's been so long, you know, you question, um, you know, is, is, is this what's happening right now in your life? Is it from the Lord or um, should you be cautious? And it is very wise to be cautious, even when you're open to new experiences, to new opportunities, it's very wise to be cautious. The Bible even tells us to be prudent. The Bible tells us to be wise because at times things do not appear as they seem. And this is why I really want to discuss this topic tonight, truth about counterfeits. You know, there's a lot of people who have, again, expressed their different perspectives on this topic. But I truly love to use the word of God um, concerning such topics because the word of God is the ultimate truth. And I also love as well, when we can just, again, you know, see from the lens of the Holy Spirit in regards to these matters in order for us to make the right choice and right decisions, because it could be so easy, even as a Christian, to still be deceived, to still make a wrong choice if you're not being led by the Holy Spirit, if you're not being like a child to the Lord, meaning you're approaching him in a childlikeness saying, God, you know, is this opportunity is something that I should say yes to? Is this individual that has just came to into my life? Is it someone that I should even be, you know, interacting with? Is this something I should great faith we think that you know we could figure it all on our own but the truth of the matter without the holy spirit guiding you you even as a christian you are able to be deceived because again things do not appear as they seem um for example i'll give you guys an example the bible even says this in proverbs it says that you know charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting i'm gonna say this again charm is deceptive beauty is fleeting now some of us we may just nod our head, oh, wow, yeah, that's deep, that's that's true. But we tend to forget that charm could just be flattery, right? Charm could just be someone complimenting you. And it doesn't necessarily um, needs to appear as if this person is, is doing it in a way that looks deceptible or like look like a deception. This person could be the most in-looking person 
Satan. This person could be the person who's an angel and all of that. And you would have never recognized if person was not sent by the Lord. So when you find yourself in these predicaments, right, when you find yourself in these situations, how can you rightfully detect or how can you rightfully discern if this person is from God or if this person was sent by the enemy? Oh, my goodness. Y'all, if you um, watch one of our um, previous YouTube videos, I actually exaggerated on the notion that this year we must, as the people of God, we must pray for greater discernment. Because it's not that easy without the Holy Spirit for you to rightfully discern right from wrong. Right from wrong. And I'm not just saying the basics, right? I'm not just saying, um, you know, for example, the Ten Commandments when it says, Thou shalt not steal, you know, Thou shalt not commit adultery, Thou shalt not, you know, all of these things, right? That we know we should not do. But I'm saying, like, for example, when you are presented with two options and they both look great. <laughs> neither of the options look deceptible. Like neither of the, the options look bad. Neither of the options look like it was sent by the devil. And so when you find yourself in those situations, you need to listen to the Lord, the leading of God. And you need to be open to the Lord in regards to every matter and say, God, show me, expose me evil. Expose me what is good. Expose me the motives, even the motives of people's heart. And expose me, expose to me, Lord, whether again i should say yes to this thing or i should say no to this thing and y'all there's a few scriptures that i really want to go ahead and share i'm gonna go ahead and as well make sure to leave them in the description of this episode now very quickly i just want to share a bible story that i believe that often we've heard before right um if you go to church if you grew up in the church you perhaps have heard of the story of samson and delilah um i even talk about this story in a previous um you know, episode or so, you know, I even um, shared it in a few type of um, different type of formats and so forth. And so very much Samson and Delilah is a great example as well for us to see someone who is a counterfeit. Now we know in this case, Delilah was a counterfeit. Delilah, you know, here it comes the beauty, right? Because I shared the Proverbs, um, you know, you know, charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting. So she was a beautiful woman in appearance. And you can read this um, story of Samson and Delilah in um, Judges chapter 16, verse 6. And so she was beautiful in appearance. And the Bible even says in Judges chapter 16 that Samson even fell in love with Delilah. And so I don't, if, I, I wasn't there at the time, but I could literally see that Samson did not fall in love with Delilah because of her character. Samson fell in love with Delilah because of her appearance. And what I love about the Bible is that even when you read in the book of Proverbs, a lot of the Proverbs also goes hand in hand to the different narratives that we have read throughout the Bible. And so it's even, it even shows you in this regard that the word of God is truth. Like literally what we read from God's word is literal truth. It has been proven time and time again, generation to generation. And so this is one of the things that I love about the word of God. And so back to Samson and Delilah. So the Bible in Judges chapter 16 says Samson fell in love with Delilah. And what's so interesting, y'all, when you read Judges chapter 16, verse 6 to 7, we see like right, right, you know, right off the bat, um, Delilah is, is so nosy, right? Delilah just want to go ahead and scoop every detail about Samson's past. But in particular, out of all the things she could have asked Samson to reveal to her, 
She wants to ask Samson the secret to his strength. My goodness. Something that just so, again, so, um, so close to Samson's heart, right? This is something that Samson doesn't even share with his homies. You know, back in back in that time, um, this is something that Simpson didn't even share to his close friends. And so it's so weird how this woman that he just literally met, right? I, um, I don't believe he even knew Delilah for that long, even though the Bible doesn't um, clarify that. But the way that um, it, it begins their story, you know, it just as if he just saw Delilah down the street and all of a sudden he falls in love with her. And so he doesn't know Delilah's background. He doesn't know um, whether he should trust Delilah or not. All that Samson is thinking about is just how beautiful Delilah is. And because of that, he allowed Delilah's beauty to cause him to not be wise and his choices to not be wise in his decisions. And if you read in verse seven, he did not even hesitate to give Delilah answers that were true. Even though we know that it didn't happen all of a sudden, for example, when you during your leisure time, go ahead and read Judges chapter 16, you see that he does reveal to Delilah the truth, but he didn't give Delilah the whole truth off the bat. He did it in small measures, but yet nonetheless, he revealed Delilah the, you know, certain things that could cause him to lose his strength. And what I found very fascinating, which is very sad as well, is that even when Delilah went ahead and deceived Samson and Samson himself knew that out of everybody, he only told Delilah certain things, right? Certain um, type of materials or certain actions if they were to do to him would cause him to lose his strength. Even when he would find himself in these predicaments, um, that only Delilah could have known that could have caused him to lose his strength. He still went ahead, y'all, over and over again. Each time when Delilah would come to Samson and tell Samson, what is it? What is your secret that causes you to have this strength, this powerful might of yours? He still continues to tell her everything. And so I, I, I'm just so shocked because I'm saying to myself, Samson, did you not learn the lesson the first time? Here you, here you got Delilah coming to Samson again for like a second time, third time, all the way until sadly, Samson even ends up losing his vision. Samson even ends up, you know, just being shackled and, you know, just, just being of defeat by his enemies because in fact, he was just so open to the wrong person, my goodness. And so I just wanted to quickly go ahead and share their story, but I just wanted you to see um, this perspective if you haven't seen it before. You know, we don't want to be judgmental, but we know as the Bible says, we have to be wise and we have to be prudent and we have to make sure, again, we should not be unequally yoked. In this instance, we see that Samson and Delilah was unequally yoked. Samson um, again, Samson was a Hebrew. Delilah was, you know, from a different type of uh, uh, ethnicity or a different type of group of people. She was from the Philistines and so forth. And so these were the group of people she hanged out with, she associated with and so forth. And so this is so important as well for us, whether you are believing for marriage or whether you're believing for um, godly friendships, whether you're believing for good partnerships or business partnerships, it's important as well, not for you to only pray that God bring the right people your way, but that as well, the people that you're praying for, they're also connected to the right people. 
Now, for example, when the Bible tells us not to be unequally yoked, sometimes we believe that that just means that we should not be unequally yoked with our future spouse or with the one that we would say yes to becoming our future spouse. But you have to bear in mind when you are even partnering with someone in regards to marriage, you're not just marrying this person, but literally you're engrafting this person's family line. You're literally, in, and two, they're literally engrafting your family line. And so there's so many things that is attached to this. For example, um, you know, what is in their family history? Are these people, is that person's family, are they well known as being people that were faithful to God? Or are they people who were, again, just people who were serving the, the enemy? Or are they people who just were, again, um, lukewarm? They didn't take God seriously. They didn't take the matters of God seriously. You know, they were not not honest with their walk with the Lord. For example, is as if they show on Sundays that they're Christians, but during the weekdays they act like you know they don't even know God is you know even exists and so forth. And so they don't have the fear of the Lord. And so these things are very important, right? I don't believe that when Samson was you know again meeting Delilah and falling in love with Delilah. I don't believe he was curious to know her family background. I don't believe he was even curious to even know that she was connected to the very enemies that were attacking him. And so all of these things are very important when it comes to the truth about counterfeits. Who are these counterfeits connected with? Who are these counterfeits connected with? Because a clue that shows that you're dealing with a counterfeit even when it comes to the first interactions with someone you're interested in or someone who's interested in you, it's important for you to know who is in their circle. Are they surrounded by people, again, who are God-fearing? Are they surrounded by people, again, who are like, you know, pursuing a godly purpose? They are pursuing their goals? Or are you seeing them surrounded by people who, again, perhaps they live a, a sinful lifestyle? They don't fear the Lord. They don't want to educate themselves. They want to stay mediocre. They don't want to um, do what's right, right? And so it's very important to you, for you to see whether this person that wants that wants to connect with you, do they also want to connect with people with a like mind, the way that they show you that they are, or are they always in certain settings or certain circles that is completely the opposite of of how they are with you and so forth. And so that is very important for us to be um, to, to be aware of and to pay attention to when it comes to discerning rightfully counterfeits. And y'all, this episode is not just in regards to, again, potential suitors, potential spouse. This episode as well is for those of you guys who have been praying for God to give you God community, again, praying for God to give you the right opportunities and as well as the right partnerships. And y'all, this is another example I want to go ahead and share with you. And it's coming as well from the word of God. And I want to quickly just go ahead and read these scriptures. So, you know, it's a couple of scriptures, y'all, but my goodness, this, this passage right here truly blessed me. And it really opened my eyes as well um, to see how important it is for us to do life with God and in every way. You know, even when it comes to matters of the heart, even when it comes to matters concerning relationships, who we ought to associate with, who we are, who we ought to even give a chance as well to even um, have interactions with us, have access to us. And even when it comes to dating, some of you, perhaps you're not, um, perhaps you're not even in the dating scene yet. 
but perhaps this is a season that you're interested to go out there and start dating in faith. These things are important for you to take note of as well, um, to not even waste your time dating people that you know who are not believers. If you are a believer, right, a Christian that is listening to this episode, don't even waste your time dating somebody who does not practice the same faith as you. Because again, the Bible says, do not be unequally yoked. And the Bible says this to save us time, to save us um, from heartache, and to save us our energy, right? You know, to cause us to save our energy and not waste it on matters that's not even going to produce good fruits um, in our lives. And so, y'all, I just want us to go ahead and quickly open our Bibles to um, Joshua chapter 9, verse 1 to 14. And y'all, the Holy Spirit led me to Joshua 9, uh, verse 1 to 14 earlier this week. And my goodness, y'all, this passage right here was so mind-blowing to me. My goodness. And when you read this as well, when you go ahead again, doing your leisure time, really meditate on this scripture, you will know why. Even God does not judge by appearance, but by the matters of the heart. Because appearance truly, y'all, <laughs> once you read this passage, <laughs> you're not just going to believe what the eyes see. Let me go ahead and um, read it for y'all. Um, wherever you are, you can follow along. I'm going to go ahead and as well leave the references of every scriptures that were mentioned on tonight's episode for you. All right, Joshua 9, verse 1 to 14, this is what it says. Now, when all the kings west of the Jordan heard about these things, the kings in the hill country in the western foothills and along the entire coast of the Mediterranean Sea, as far as Lebanon, the king, the king of the Hittites, Amorites, Canaanites, Perizzites, Havites, and Jebusites, they came together to wage war against Joshua and Israel. When the people of Gibeon heard what Joshua had done to Jericho, and they heard what Joshua had done to Jericho and Ai, they resorted to a to a ruse. They went as a delegation whose donkeys were loaded with worn-out socks and wineskins, cracked and mended. They put worn and patched sandals on their feet and wore old clothes. All the bread of their food supply was dry and moldy. Then they went to Joshua in the camp of Gilgal and said to him and the Israelites, we have come from a distant country. My goodness, y'all pay attention to this. We have come from a distant country. Make a treaty with us. The Israelites said to the Hevites, but perhaps you live near us. So how can we make a treaty with you? We are your servants, they said to Joshua. But Joshua asks, this is important, y'all, highlight verse 7 and as well as verse 8. But Joshua um, asks, who are, who are you and where do you come from? I'm going to pause right there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Let's, let's, let's talk about this, y'all. So you have these group of people, and literally the list of the groups of people that I just read from the scripture, they are all enemies of the Israelites. So they are an enemy to Joshua as well. And you have these people coming masquerading themselves as if they want to become joshua's servants they masqueraded themselves as if they were lowly people as if they were people in desperate need they were people that were humbled right there were people that were not trying to bring any harm to joshua and israelites they just wanted to make amends they just wanted to make peace and the bible literally shows us 
that they were deceiving Joshua. Even though Joshua did not know yet, but Joshua was wise to say in verse eight, you know, where did you come from? Who sent you? Right. Let's go ahead and quickly read it again. Verse eight. Joshua says this. He says, who are you and where did you come from? Or who are you and where do you come from? This is important, y'all. I'm speaking to my singles. I'm speaking to those of you who are dating or you're interested in dating in 2023. This is a question you need to ask. Now, I know some of us, we're not going to want to ask it verbatim, such as the way that Joshua asked it. Maybe you don't want to ask it in the literal sense that he said it, right? But you can, in fact, ask this question in regards to how you interact with this person as well, in regards to the type of conversations you have with this person. There are certain conversations that you have with people. If they were not sent to the Lord, they will be completely disinterested in the conversation that you're having with them. If you straight up go ahead and talk to a young man and you let that young man know that you are a Christian and you want to honor God with your body and you're telling this young man, I want to wait until marriage to be sexually intimate and so forth. If you go ahead and have this type of conversation with that young man, 99.99% if that young man is not a Christian, they won't even allow you to have this conversation or rather they'll allow you to have this conversation, but they will, they're going to try to deceive you down the line to try to make you even lower your own standards, try to make you even disobey God in order to please them. Now, there are other instances where if you have the conversation with them, they're going to start again showing you that they're not interested. And they may not even tell you that they're not interested, but surely they're going to start again texting you less, calling you less, you know, not really asking you to date nights as often as they used to, right? When you guys were just getting to know each other and so forth, or perhaps when they were showing you interest and so forth. And so this is a way that you could literally ask this person through actions, who are you, right? And where did you come from? Who sent you? But if you want to be somebody who is, again, straight to the point, you don't have to be ashamed. Neither you should. You, neither do you have to be intimidated by asking this question the same way, right? In the same manner that Joshua asked this question in verse eight. Who are you and where do you come from? Now, even though Joshua asked this question, later on, when you read this passage, it says to us that Joshua did not inquire of the Lord, right? The Israelites did not inquire of the Lord. As a matter of fact, let me just quickly go ahead and read um, to verse nine, y'all. Verse nine, it says, they answered, your servants have come from a very distant country because of the fame of the Lord, your God. My goodness. They don't, they don't even have no shame, y'all, to lie about, you know, to lie about God or to use God to fabricate this story. They literally said they came to Joshua because they heard the fame of the Lord. Not to say they didn't hear about the fame of the Lord, but they're using it in a tricky manner just to get Joshua's attention and just to get Joshua to be fooled by what it is that they're saying in order for Joshua to open up to them. And so they continued uh, by saying, for we have heard reports of him, all that he did in Egypt. My goodness. <laughs> Let's pause right there. Do you guys know, literally, y'all, do you guys know there are certain people who are in your life right now? They are in your life because they have re heard reports of you. I'll repeat this again. There are certain people that are in your life right now that they are in your life because they have heard reports of you. Now, some of them, they heard good reports of you 
or unfortunately they have heard bad reports of you. Now, if they have heard bad reports of you, not to say those reports are true, but perhaps they've heard it from, again, a different individual who shares to them certain gossip that is completely inaccurate, that is completely untrue and so forth. But I just wanted for you to pay attention to that because the very things that we are reading and we are addressing in this passage, literally it happens even in real life, y'all. And these are the ways you can properly discern counterfeits. When a counterfeit is coming into your life, most likely they're not coming into your life because they are impressed with you, but because they are impressed of what people have said about you and what is attached to you. Or um, again, they're, for example, even when it came to Joseph, right? Even though, you know, Potiphar and Pharaoh treated Joseph well, but at the end of the day, the reason why they treated Joseph well is because Joseph carried the anointing of God. Joseph had the favor of God in his life. And as a result, everything that Joseph did, and not even just what Joseph did, but the very presence of Joseph in Potiphar's household and even with Pharaoh caused uh, the, you know, cause the work of his hands, right? To prosper, not even his work, the work of his hands to prosper, but to cause those who were in close proximity as him to prosper. So even Pharaoh prospered and everyone in that, in that, um, you know, surrounding prospered, everyone in that region prospered because of, in fact, Dave, excuse me, um, Joseph carried the anointing of God. Joseph was surrounded by the favor of God. And it's the same with you who's listening to this episode. God's favor is on your life. And therefore, there are certain people now you're attracting, and it's because of the favor of the Lord on your life. This is very important for you to understand. And so there are people who approach you. Yes, they may seem to show interest as if you are the most beautifulest woman in the whole world, or you're the most handsome man in the whole world. You have to be very cautious to not be moved and not be swayed by speech, right? But you need, in fact, to be moved by action. Um, speaking of action, you know, recently, you know, we shared very much so concerning the topic of love. You know, explaining over and over again, love is action. Love is not emotion, it's not a feeling. And it's the same way that you also will be able to see counterfeits for who they really are or see counterfeits for what they really are. Because again, we're not just addressing people here, but we're also addressing certain opportunities, again, certain partnerships, all of these things could be counterfeits. There are also counterfeit opportunities. It's not every count, it's not every opportunity that comes our way is, is truly from the Lord. And so we have to, again, be very wise, very prudent to make the right choices in this season and onward. And so bear in mind, just because someone is wanting to come near you, it doesn't necessarily mean it's because that person wants you or that person desires you or that person wants to be with you, but it's because there's an ulterior motive behind them wanting to be partnered with you or connected with you. And so this is one of the ways you could differentiate a counterfeit from the right person or, for, or from the person that, the, the, that God actually has for you. The person God actually has for you, y'all, they're not going to um, want to connect themselves to you for their own selfish gain. They're going to want to connect themselves to you to be able to glorify God more by partnering with you. And also because they see God's hand is upon your life. And they want to be able, again, to serve you in order for you to be able to fulfill your destiny in God. And you, vice versa, doing the same for them. And so let's quickly go ahead and read 
um, the rest of that scripture. And so it says in continuation, right, in verse 10, it says, And all that he did to the two kings of the Amorites, east of the Jordan, Sihon, king of Hishbon, and all king of Bashan, who reigned in Ashtoreth. Verse 11 now, y'all. And our elders and all those living in our country said to us, take provisions for your journey. My goodness. And y'all, they are saying so many things, y'all. <laughs> all the things that they're sharing right here in this text, they're all lies. Wow. They're all lies. They're telling you everything that you would like to hear, or at least everything that will cause you to manifest this type of emotion of great sympathy for them and so forth. And so there's even the scripture in the word of God, which says, you know, um, it's not good for us to multiply words, right? I'm just paraphrasing. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just, um, Make sure to share that reference as well for those of you who are interested to meditate on this scripture as well. So it's literally saying, you know, to not multiply. If you're multiplying your words, it's already, again, a sign that when there, either there's no truth in it at all or there's a mixture. There's like there's truth, but as well as lies in the mix. Okay. And so this, again, is a way that you can differentiate the counterfeits from the right ones. The counterfeits will always go east, south, west, north. They're going to go all over the place. But the genuine person, the real person, or the real group of people God wants you to be connected with, they will be straight to the point with you. They're not going to cause you to, you know, to doubt what it is that they're saying. They're not going to lead you into confusion. They will literally be straight up with you. They will make their intentions known to you off the bat. They're not going to, uh, you know, give you a little piece of information here and then they completely um, act as if they never shared it with you, you know. But when they're conversing, you know, with you, they're going to cause you to um, see that they're serious about their intent of wanting to pursue you, um, their intent of wanting to be connected with you or wanting to do life with you or of wanting to partner with you in ministry or partner with you in this business. Um, project and so forth. And so let's quickly go ahead and um, read to verse 12. This bread of ours was warm when we packed it at home on the day we left to come to you. But now see how dry and moldy it is. And these wineskins that we filled were new, but see how cracked they are. And our clothes and sandals are worn out by the very long journey. Then the Israelites sampled their provisions, but did not inquire of the Lord. I want you to go ahead and quickly highlight verse 14. It says again, the Israelites sampled their provisions, but did not inquire of the Lord. Now, y'all, I know that we live in the 21st century. I know it's 2023. And I know that the way that the world is, is that the world wants you to believe that because the years are progressing, we too should progress in our faith, which is a lie. It is a lie from the enemy. The word of God is true, it's never changing. And I'm so grateful that the word of God is true and never changing. Because we always have the word of God as the ultimate truth to help us to navigate in every area of our lives and as well as in every season of our lives. These people, y'all, from the bat, before they even approached Joshua, they were so clever in preparing themselves to look the part, to look as if they were sincere and what it is that they were going to share with Joshua. But from the jump, they knew they knew dead wrong. They, they knew that they were coming to deceive Joshua and the Israelites. My goodness. 
And so what do you do now in this matter, in this case, when the people you see that you're surrounded with, they all look so good on the outside. And not just that they look good on the outside, but their words are so smooth, their words are so flattering, their words are so innocent. How in the world can you rightfully again discern this is not the one that the Lord has for you? These are not the, 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 the right friends that the Lord has for you. This is not the right deal, deal, deal that the Lord has for you, the right opportunity that the Lord has for you. How can you properly discern? The number one way, y'all, you can properly discern is by doing this. Exactly what we read in verse 14 is by inquiring of the Lord. And unfortunately, this is what Joshua and the Israelites did. They did not inquire of the Lord, though they were heading to the right route, right? Because earlier we read that Joshua literally asked them, who are you? Where did you come from? And that was a wise question for him to ask. But still, unfortunately, he missed the mark because he didn't inquire of the Lord. I know there are certain things that we feel like it's too little. And because it's too little, we should just use our own common sense. We should just use our own human understanding and just go with the flow. No, 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 no. As you all can see, we live in a world where right is wrong and wrong is right. And because of that reason, we cannot, we cannot stand on our own understanding and common sense. We need to inquire of the Lord about everything, especially when it comes to relationships, especially when it comes to people in general. The Bible even tells us that we ought to fear the Lord and the Lord alone. The Bible doesn't promote us to fear people. Yes, we should pray for people. We should love people with the love of Christ. But literally, there are a plethora of scriptures that warned us to not be, again, unequally yoked with people and to not even associate with people who are enemy of God, to not even associate with anything or anyone that even has the appearance of evil. And by the appearance of evil, that doesn't necessarily mean that from the outside they look evil. For example, perhaps they look so dark, right? They, they you know, they're, they're wearing like just, you know, clothing that just looks scary and so forth. No, but even the appearance of evil, meaning even if you just feel just weird and negative on the inside when you're around these people and you can't figure out why it is that you're feeling this way, that in itself is an appearance of evil. That in itself is the Holy Spirit that is showing you this person has an appearance of evil, meaning this person, there's something that is not completely right with this person. This person does not carry the, the, the anointing of the Lord, does not, you know, does not have the Holy Spirit. This person is trying to connect with you because they want something from you. They don't just necessarily want to give you something. They want to take something from you. Now, I'm not saying for us to not wanting to be helpful and loving toward other people, but at the same time, we have to even pay, pay in mind, right? Pay in mind or pay attention to how even the devil tried to sway Jesus to completely forfeit his destiny. The devil even literally just offered Jesus everything, right? Everything that the world had, had to offer. If Jesus would just bow down to him. The devil didn't offer Jesus something that was not worthwhile. The devil was trying to offer Jesus whatever he saw that all the other human beings on the earth at the time desired. 
And this is the type of trick he does even to this day. The devil always try to offer people fame, try to offer people money, try to offer people uh, a success, try to offer people, again, this beautiful woman to be their wife or this you know, handsome man to be their husband. Yeah, the devil does that as well. It's not only God that sends certain people's spouses. The devil sends people certain spouses just to completely destroy that individual's destiny. Again, we, we see this in the example of, again, Samson and Delilah. And so it's very important for us to not waste our time falling in love with appearances. Instead, we should, again, measure the person's fruit and measure the person's character. <laughs> measure the person's fruit and measure the person's character. What I love about character is that character is consistent. A person could be charming, but not for long. There's a there comes a time if the person is being charming, charming, but a, but character is the core of the person. If you guys are familiar with the podcast, you know, there's a phrase that um, the Holy Spirit inspired me with years ago. And this is it, y'all. Value needs patience and character needs truth. I'm going to say this again. Value needs patience and character needs truth. Most of the time, someone who's really not into you will not stay that long with you. Eventually, that person's going to get tired of you because they never really wanted to be with you to begin with. And that could sound like a harsh harsh thing to say but this is true and that is a blessing as well and when you see that happens you need to praise the lord because god is protecting you from something you wasn't even able to see and this is what i mean by value needs patience and character needs truth in order for you to see the value of the th in order for you to really see the value of the thing that thing is going to last the test of time for example um even when it comes to the most things that we we have that are valuable, even when it comes to certain um, clothing that you have. The clothing that is the most valuable, valuable clothing is the one that took the most time to create. Often the cheapest thing did not take that long to create. The same thing with, with diamond rings. Diamond rings, it takes at least about four to six weeks or even eight weeks in certain cases for a diamond ring to be made. Because of the process of, again, of just doing all of the the things that will create a diamond ring right first you have the diamond that they have to make sure they purify first of all they have to take the diamond right <laughs> from the core you know the core the core of the earth or the deepest parts of the earth you know cleanse it remove all the fill all the dirt and so forth and then they have to burn it right they have to you know, you know, heat it up to a point where it's completely purified and now looks like a diamond, then they have to shape that diamond into the size or into the, yeah, into the size that is the size for your liking, right? Or into the shape of your liking and so forth. Then they have to attach again, a different type of object in order for that diamond ring to be able to go in your finger. There's a lot of process, y'all. <laughs> There's a lot of process that's involved. But that shows you the value of the thing and that shows you the worth of the diamond ring and the reason why it costs the amount that it costs. And so value needs patience and character needs truth. Character will always expose truth. It will never expose lies. And so when someone, if you are in fact discerning someone based on character rather than a, than a parent, you will always win. You will always win because if indeed that person has a good character, they will at least be consistent in each season. Although they're not God, right? Of course, 
although they're not God, only God is, you know, always perfect in all of that. But however, if they are truly a child of God, it is always their great pleasure to model and to emulate Christ, right? To imitate Christ. And so even though them as a human being can fall short at times, but they will have a track record that stands the test of time concerning their character. They're not gonna just be kind and compassionate and loving towards you, but they will have other people in their lives that are echoing the same thing. And before I close y'all, I really want you guys to pay attention to what I just said right there. The way that you could also differentiate a counterfeit from a right one is that the counterfeit y'all, the counterfeit, not everybody could say the same thing about the counterfeit the way that you you can. For example, maybe for you, you think this count, the counterfeit is sweet, is loving, is kind, and is God-fearing. But however, there are people in this life who think this person is rude, is a hypocrite, is obnoxious, you know, is deceiving, you know, all of that. And so it's very important to see how this person is with every group of people, with those that they know and with those that they don't know. How do they treat the stranger, you know, in the street? How do they treat their coworkers? How do they treat their parents and so forth? Um, very quickly, I'm just going to go ahead and share this scripture, but um, I really want you to go ahead and read it to your, during your leisure time. Read Second Samuel chapter 6, 16, I believe. And this is talking about uh, David and his wife, Makai, I believe her name is, or McKay. And David was celebrating and rejoicing because of all that the Lord had done for him. And you see his own wife, the Bible says, you know, his wife, his own wife despised him in, in her heart. And mind you, Makai was the daughter of Saul. That already, y'all, is a red flag. I don't even know what, what David was thinking to say yes to Makai. But anywho, Makai was the daughter of Saul. And so she ended up having a hatred towards her own husband, which is very sad. And so, again, this is why we have to be cautious of who we're wanting to connect with. You know, we have to look at their family line. We have to look at their history. And this is not, again, this is not you being judgmental, but this is you being godly. This is you being wise. This is you saving yourself from future heartbreak, excuse me, and headache, a future divorce down the line, even before marriage. You know, people in the world, for, to them, they don't think this matters. They think this is too much, but no, this is not too much. This is you, again, wanting the very best because you know that God has the very best for you. And to wrap it up, y'all, there's one more scripture that I want to go ahead to share because I believe it it beautifully culminate this topic that we're discussing today, the truth about the counterfeits. And it comes from Exodus chapter seven. And in Exodus chapter seven, you will see what I'm about to share right now. You're going to see that, you know, God, you know, allows Moses, right? And Aaron to turn Moses' staff into a snake. And you see during that same instance as well, um, these group of magicians also turned their staffs or whatever stick that was in their hands into snakes. But the, the beautiful thing about it is, is that the staff that Moses had that turned into a snake ate the other snakes, <laughs> ate the other staff that turned into a snake by the magicians. And so that shows you that what belongs to God or what came from God always has real power. I'm going to say this again. What belongs to God or came from God ha always has real power. 
the counterfeit will never have real power. And that power, what do I, what do I mean by that? That power meaning, again, their character, their heart, right? Their fear of the Lord. Their fear of the Lord is not something that they could fake, right? The real, gen the real person that the Lord has for you, the real friends that the Lord has for you, they cannot fake. They cannot fake power, right? They cannot fake their relationship with the Lord. It's going to be all over their face. They're going to carry it wherever they go. But the counterfeit, again, they will not be able to, you know, they will not be able to stay consistent in every season when it comes to the character, when it comes to the words that they say. The counterfeit will perhaps, again, be charming to you in the beginning. And then all of a sudden, they begin to just, you know, be indifferent towards you and not even just like we see in the example that I shared uh, concerning David and his wife, Makai, you know, ends up despising you for no reason, you know, and so forth. And so I want you guys to understand this. God, too, in his nature, he wants the very best for you. It is not God's will for you to partner up with a counterfeit of any kind. God does not want you to say yes to a counterfeit opportunity. He does not want you to say yes to a counterfeit friendship. And he most definitely does not want you to say yes to a counterfeit future spouse. All right. And so it is always God's nature to also reveal to you the truth in order for you to make the right decision. But however, we see in the word of the Lord, we always have to partner with him and ask him to lead us. Unfortunately, as we read concerning the case of Joshua, he, although he was, you know, he was heading to the right place, right? By asking that, by asking, uh, you know, the deceivers, you know, who, you know, where did you come from, right? And so forth, you know, and who are you? But he forgot to inquire of the Lord, to ask God and say, God, are these people that I should be trusting? Are these people, are people that I should be making this treaty with? And you're going to read um, down the line in that passage that even God himself was unable to refuse the treaty because they already made the treaty in his name. And so even God himself ended up honoring a treaty that was honestly was not his will um, for, for the Israelites, was not what he intended it for them. He never intended for them to have a treaty um, with their enemies, but they ended up having some sort of a treaty and so forth. And so, y'all, I want you guys to be encouraged. I want you to be um, full of hope, full of faith and expectation, especially for those of you, um, you really do desire for God to bring the right people into your life, the right opportunity into your life. He is faithful to do it, but just be aware and make sure that, that, that again, you um, and check, like when I say and check that you make sure that you're bringing these matters to God in prayer and you're asking God um, for his lead. You're asking God to reveal to you the motives of people's heart, those you would like to connect with or those who would like to connect to you in order for you to make the final decisions. As I'm praying that God would open the eyes of your understanding to make the right decisions in this season that are in, that are in perfect alignment to his will for your life. I hope that you guys were blessed by this episode. If you were blessed by this episode, make sure you share it with a friend and as well as um, if you're watching us on YouTube right now, make sure you share this video as well and subscribe to our YouTube channel, GLP Network. And y'all, remember, all things are possible with Christ Jesus. Until next time, this was your sister in Christ, JLP. Peace out. Take care.